Peace, 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 y'all. What's going on? It's your boy King Jewel, and I'm right back at y'all for episode eight of Time Bomb Radio. Nigga, we made it. I want everybody to pat themselves on the back just because as a community, we're getting further and further. Just creating our catalog of episodes. We almost through season one. I believe every 20 episodes. I'm gonna close out the season, then we'll start a brand new one. Um I was going to do it, do, do it with every 10 episodes But I decided that it's going to be every 20 episodes So that's how we're going to move as far as that goes On today's episode, we're going to separate the boys from the men, y'all The strong from the weak As far as this whole content creation game is concerned Because I'm, I'm serious about the content I create You know, I saw some memes going around recently that said um, all these niggas want to create a podcast You know what I'm saying And someone actually DM'd me that trying to be funny But my whole thing is I give you guys real current events um, As far as what we're going through in the world I give you guys real music commentary I drop personal jewels on you guys About just development of whatever it may be Whether it's self, whether it's tech, technology um, Or music You know, so there's so much to be shared Within this community I don't want anyone to, to sleep on it And think that I'm doing this whole thing here in vain I actually care very much About the content I create No matter what type of content it may be Whether it's music Whether it's podcasting You understand what I'm saying? So a great deal of passion Goes into what I do So shout out to Shorty that was being funny That was cute But um, understand that you know I really do this And if you were trying to be funny, that's cool. I got a sense of humor, you know. I, I get it. That's cool. But um, but if you were serious, you know, you could take that energy somewhere else. You know, we need supportive energy right now for intelligent young black people, young black men and women who are out here, you know, being productive, uh, trying to monetize off their gifts in the most productive way, while at the same time helping other people. You know, I can't think of anything more selfless than that. Um, and everything we do here at the Time Bomb community, we we do 50-50. Like we have a we have a small team within the team, and uh, even when it comes down to like interviews, I make sure if people bring interviews my way, as far as artists go, that's a 50-50 split. So whatever I'm charging for my interview price, I split that 50% with whoever brings that artist my way. And not just artists, I mean entrepreneurs in general Because we're not just interviewing rappers um, We're focused on a much bigger demographic of creatives We want to show the world how much power minority people have and, and how much influence we have And that we do everything No matter what type of field we get into It could be uh, computer engineering It could be you know, the medical field It could be sports Music, we're gonna dominate um, and succeed, excel at an extremely excessive level. So, right now, um, as far as projects, uh, I wanna start off by saying I have the 24 hour project. It's called 24. I recorded it in less than 24 hours. That's why I called it 24. It's available by Cash App only. It is four tracks condensed onto one track. They all kind of cohesively merge into each other It's almost like you listening to 
a real live storybook. You know, we really bought that that Biggie Smalls. Uh, if you guys like Nas's new material, just Nas's material in general. If you guys like storytelling, elite lyrical master, master lyricism um, at the highest level possibly imaginable, then I suggest everybody tap in with me, DM me for that 24. I'll send you guys that in audio form to your email. Um, with a cash app of $10 or more for that project specifically. We got BC out right now, Black Caviar. You guys can go get that on all streaming platforms. Uh, we got Eat on the way. That's going to be dope. So look out for that. And we got Restoration, Completely Clean Project. By the way, 24 is a, it's clean. It's clean for the most part. You got a, you got a couple niggas here and there. You know, I think the word shit might have slipped out one or two times, but uh, for the most part, it's clean. You can play that with kids in the car. Uh, it's 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 hardcore rap uh, for God, if that if that makes sense. If there's any such thing as that, um, you know, I think that this type of music is gonna convert a lot of people who would have never considered listening to like believer music or music based around God. You know, um, it's going to really open that door because I took it to a Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, Tupac, Jay-Z, Nas level, Biggie level with the clean music I've been making lately. And and that's what I mean by making a change. We can't just cap about it, you guys. We got to actually apply the good ideas and good intentions that we have in our mind, our spirit and our heart. And we got to put it into what we love, man. And the things we want to see a change in, especially. So if you want to see a change in music, start developing, creating, you know, hit the start from the drawing board and start producing better content. It's as easy as that. But you got to commit yourself to wanting to start over. We're so complacent. We stay stuck in our ways. So we want to continuously drop the same type of content over and over again, even if it's falling on deaf ears. You know, we feel like sometimes the more we can sell out, maybe the more attention we'll get from these other sellouts who are in position to possibly give us a life changing situation. But there comes a time when we got to start just living for ourselves and creating the content that comes straight from the source, straight from God. So I want everybody to know before we move forward with today's episode that the 24 project that was recorded in under 24 hours was freestyled all the way through. I did not write one word on that project so i encourage everybody who listens to hip-hop who loves hip-hop um to check that out you'll be doing yourself a service definitely um the genius documentary on netflix i don't know if you guys got a chance to see that but kanye's new documentary directed by cootie kanye's longtime friend of i believe over 30 years or about 30 years and uh cootie's Good friend, lifelong friend, brother, uh, Chike. They got $30 million secured, $30 million bag for that Netflix documentary. Uh, so congrats to those two brothers. Uh, they, they, had, they have a long, historic road and journey with Kanye that's still actually going on. You know, the way the documentary ended, it's almost as if um, the series can continue, especially if Kanye starts running for president and just really taking... A even more radical radical approach to uh changing the world that he wants to live in you know so i like the movie um i always found kanye arrogant but he's always still been one of my favorite artists the first three albums i feel are his most purest artworks and, and that's before his mother died um those those three projects um 
it's his most pure work. It's 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 real hip hop. You know, um, there's no sellout energy attached to that project at all. There's no dark energy attached to that at all. Kanye really started getting dark um, after the beautiful Twisted Fantasy joint, and then like Power, he has all this biblical depiction with him, kinda already securing his seat um, as like a. <laughs> a, a a ruler of a, of some kind like a like we're kings in our own sense you know Kanye said it, it's documented even in the documentary that he said he's a god but there does come a certain time when we have to separate ourselves from ourselves and understand that we do come from a source that is the true god and we are just extensions of that so we could never be that source and that's where ego has to be diminished and that's something that I myself had to deal with because I understand my skill set see when you have a extremely broad skill set that the lord has blessed you with and you know that it's dynamic enough and innovative enough to to change and shift culture because you know what what you're hearing around you what you're seeing around you you know it it can instill a sense of god complex in a human um and make them feel like Others may be below them or insignificant just because they don't produce content on the same level that God blessed them to be able to produce content at. So, you know, Kanye, we love you over here at Time Bomb Radio. Uh, we're never going to ridicule you. Um, we're just going to speak the facts. You know, if you <laughs> if you being an asshole, we're going to call it out. And if you just speak in your mind because you're trying to save your family or because... You want to bring awareness to to mat the things that matter, um, things that we're struggling with as as a as a community. Then we fully support that, and we're going to call that as as it is as well. We're going to be very transparent with everybody that we have as a topic on Time Bomb Radio. Um, but let's speak about the fact that Kanye is a legitimate sufferer of mental health. You know, at first I thought that was a a cover up. Until you you watch the documentary and you really start seeing the the physical change in Kanye's, he always had a fat face like, but that was like his jaw, you know, like, but like now like he put on like over thirty five pounds of excessive weight just from the medication that he has to be on for his bipolar disorder. So he's legitimately bipolar. Um, I don't know if he's has suffers from any other problems like schizophrenia or things like that, but I know he's legitimately bipolar, and that's something we should take serious and if we love Kanye from the graduation days and we appreciate what he brought to the table and, and continues to bring to the table whenever he's in that bag because he does release a lot of like commercial garbage I'm gonna be honest we're gonna keep it honest Kanye you a genius but sometimes it's almost like you be trying to conform to the music that's around you just for the sake of staying relevant when niggas like you really don't have to do that you know you started off in an entirely different bag And so with that being said You have every right to remain the alien That you are and stay in that bag You don't see Pharrell go outside of The The uh, insane dimensions That he's already within You know what I mean He already has so much dimensionalism About him And and um, he's so dynamic So if he's gonna do something He's gonna shock the world Like when he made happy It's just something you don't expect and what you gave us was an unorthodox approach to how you handle content creation in this industry. People like you and Pharrell, you know, so stay that nigga, stay that person 
and don't feel like you have to invite a bunch of mainstream collaborations that you you normally probably wouldn't even have even dealt with during the earlier years of your career um but because you're at a certain height and stature now you feel obligated to have to deliver to that mainstream audience with these with these mainstream features who are subpar and cannot keep up with you production wise or lyrically uh so yeah y'all check out genius insanely dope documentary i don't really care for rapper documentaries um especially because you know what we highlight on this show we talk about the secret society decoded and and the truth so when i see rappers who you know might have sold their soul or things of that nature and then now they have a documentary i'm normally not interested in even checking it out but something just told me yo like you appreciated Kanye so much when he first came out. He influenced you in so many ways. And whether that man sold his soul or not, uh, the bottom line is he is a genius. And because you respect his genius, entertain this documentary and see what you might be able to pick up from it. Um, before I go to the next topic, I do want to talk about Dame Dash looking over Kanye's talent. He overlooked Kanye's talent. You know, he was the one who ultimately made the decision at Rockefeller to, to, to release Kanye's budget and really put that Rockefeller chain around his neck so that he could do his thing. But it took a really long time. And the sad part is Kanye had over 75 percent of the graduation already done. I'm talking about like the joint with Selena Johnson, I'm talking about like the joint with Blackstar, Mos Def, Talib Kweli, Common. He had a, that that album was pretty much one step away from being packaged when he was going through them Rockefeller offices office to office and putting the CD it was a demo at the time but putting the demo for the graduation in the CD player boombox seeing people reaction knowing it was genius but then immediately Saying, um, hey, what's going on with that PD Crack project? Uh, hey, bring bring that person, like, you know, that's going off topic and, and completely taking their focus away from the fact that Kanye was in their face. Begging them to give him a proper situation so that he can have the right machine behind him to empower himself and his, and his music at the time, which turned out to be his highest selling, most legendary, iconic album, The Graduation. So enough about that. Let's get into how we always see in the same faces as the headlining events for these for these venues. You got Rolling Loud Miami 2022 coming out and they have officially announced the performers. We got Kendrick Lamar. We got Kanye West, the genius himself. We got Future and more. And more includes Lil Uzi Vert, Playboy Cardi, Lil Baby, Gunna, the P-Pusher himself. Lil Dirk, I call him Bambi because he looked like a scared little baby deer, Lil Dirk. Uh, Saweetie, uh, City Girls, Gucci Mane, Burr, 3 Six Mafia, and others are on the bill for the Miami Gardens event. Now, the only issue I have with it is that there's so many dope ass artists within South Florida that some of them who even might be fresh signees on some of these distributors and it's just so it's so unreasonably calculated there's nothing wrong with being calculated but when it's unreasonable it don't make sense 
you don't gotta be you don't gotta overthink that much when it comes to people performing and doing their thing and getting their music out there to the world um and this is why people get shelved because they're constantly putting other artists before them it feels like for the past five to ten years and put in the comment section if you guys agree with me and feel the same it feels like for the fact the past five ten years we have been seeing the same headlining headliners like where are the is the new talent and if there is new talent that comes in then it's something that sounds exactly like what just came before it there's no like there's individuality but then you have all of these clones behind the people who are their own person like you have a bunch of gucci man clones little babies out now so now there's a bunch of little baby clones but for the people who aren't clones and are actually dope and doing their thing independently, might be moving units independently, and they are, are trying to get on that stage. And you have an event like Rolling Loud Miami who put a, a artist who used to be underground, like XXX Tentacion. He's like the, the uh, forever mascot for Rolling Loud. Like when you think about Rolling Loud, especially in South Florida, first artist you think about that I think about is XXX Tentacion. I think about Jase. So on that note, why aren't there floor like a bunch of Florida artists, like the people who signed us to Sniper Gang? They shouldn't just come out when Kodak does his set. They should have their own set. Like their name should be on this. The people who was under um uh goddamn uh Rick Ross or or Trick Daddy, whoever's whoever is a is a iconic uh, gate gateholder or or pillar in the hip hop community within South Florida. Why aren't your artists on this flyer, and why aren't you putting no budget behind your artists to ensure that they they have it paid for? Because I'm sure you got to pay for it. Everything costs money, so that they on this flyer. It's like going to South by Southwest. A lot of artists can go out there, but a lot of artists don't because it's it's not free. You got to pay your way, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know. So for the artists who have the budget And it shouldn't be a thing For artists who've been been on Been platinum, went gold, went platinum Some of y'all diamond out here Songs still getting played in rotation on the radio You guys living on Star Island Living in Coral Gables Parkland All these, these well developed areas Gated community, home areas But not putting no money behind your artists I don't understand it I don't get it so shout out to Kendrick Lamar, shout out to the, the people I mentioned, you know, some of them even being legends. But it's like, put your artists on these flyers. Don't just wait until, um, like, it's not, you, you should want your artists to put some legwork in. I get it. Like, I don't know if some of these people, they hold back from putting their artists on big venues because they want their artists to work even harder. But that can eliminate a lot of the work. And I'm about working smarter than harder. And if you can get put in front of an audience that can literally give you overnight success. Because all these niggas is on their cell phones and they capturing footage of you killing that stage. Or if your, if your song is happens to be the next real smash hit, everybody's hearing that. And as long as you co-sign by a, a dope artist or you have the budget to pay your way and get on that stage you should be allowed on that stage you should and you should be featured on that flyer i'm tired of seeing the same names future future don't even drink lean he don't even do the things that he say he do and he still continue to promote and that's why i don't respect future 
That's why I don't respect a lot of these rappers, man. If you do what you do and you really bout it, then it's like, yo, all right, that's what's up. You know, you could still probably clean your content up and have a better message for sure, but at least you authentic and genuine with what you say you do. Anyway, enough about that. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> Drill rap is mad that they're having writer's block due to the fact they cannot speak about ops uh, in new op-free drill content, and that's what that seems to be the issue. Why a lot of drill rappers is mad about um, drill music being pulled from the radio, like how Drewski don't want to play no drill music if you're dissing ops. So that's the whole thing. It's not like drill music is eliminated from the from the scene of music. It's just that it's gotta be more meaningful. It's gotta have. Some substantial content It can't just be about Spinning on somebody Or lining somebody Or how you Keep a stick Though 90% of y'all Don't keep no stick You you dig what I'm saying So I side with Drewski on that As long as The music is It don't gotta be like Squeaky clean Will Smith No cuss words But as long as You not talking about Somebody dead As long as you staying within the lines of being a human being and, and being respectful to the sense that you just care about putting good music out there and monetizing and getting a bag for yourself, doing better for yourself instead of trying to bring down the next person. Um, then it should be allowed. You know, that, that, that drill music should be allowed. And I believe it is. But a lot of artists right now, they're giving Drewski a lot of flack. Now, Drewski, you were late on that. You know what I'm saying? I said it in a previous episode. You guys can check those out. They definitely don't sound as good as these episodes, but it's all good. Check those out. You'll hear me talking about how Drewski and other radio figureheads within popular mainstream FM radio uh, should have been, should have been making these type of announcements from the big drip days. Even from like a little before them, but definitely like big drip days when Pop was still alive. That could have preserved so many people's lives because there are songs that have platinum plaques, songs that have went diamond from Pop Smoke and other other rappers. And if you really listen, especially their early records that really got them viral, they became made niggas and got a real situation based off dissing ops. And that's why a lot of these younger rappers are so upset because they feel like it's not fair. How can Fabio, Pop, and all these other rappers who, who preceded them get put into a beneficial position for doing the same thing that they're now catching slack for? And I agree, like, it's not fair, but at the same time, it's like, it is fair because there has to be a change. Change, is, change isn't always going to be fun. We're not always going to agree with everything that has to do with a beneficial change to our community, to our people, to our society. Sometimes pain is love. You get what I'm saying? You guys see where I'm going with this? Sometimes medicine is bitter. You're not always going to like the taste, but it's always going to have a, a, a positive result. We're going to talk briefly about the legend of the original the original Sauce God, Jay Money, a.k.a. Jay Futuristic. He used to be on the scene um, with Young L.A. I don't know if you guys remember. Ain't I? Ain't I? 
So that whole Ain't I song, big song, was a big song. Got millions of views on YouTube to this day. Uh, but before people really started saying sauce, before they were Sauce Walker, before people were calling Lean Sauce, before people were describing their swag and their whole style as sauce, you had J Money the Sauce God, aka J Futuristic. So I just wanted to shout him out real quick because I saw an interview recently. Um, from Off the Porch, I believe that's the name of the, the podcast. They interview a bunch of up and coming and already established uh, artists. Um, some artists who might have faded away, but still doing their thing, like Jay Money, and uh, you know, just catching up with them, finding out what they what they've been up to over the years. And uh, Jay Money, you know, he's been getting to the bag as it seems. You know, he looked good as far as you know his swag is together still. Can't call yourself the the sauce god and and be looking like shit. You know, so he's still he's still looking like he getting getting to that bag. Uh, but the reason I mention him is because there's so many people who don't give credit in this game, man. This is the original person. Sauce is such a big part of the game right now. If you really think about it, there's so many artists right now that's saying Sauce in their raps, myself included. I, I'm I'm guilty of saying Sauce a few times, but it's like we got to give credit where it's due, man. You got especially if you establish a brand around Sauce. You got the Sauce Factory. I bet Sauce Walker don't got one song with with Jay Money. If he do, shout out to him, but I doubt he do. You know, we live in a very take 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 but seldomly give society and we got to start having a uh we got to start reciprocating that good energy, especially if it's if it influences us to become who we become or build the brands that we build. Got to shout those people out and, and, and pull them people pe- people back up because you don't know if they're if they're monetizing still the way they used to. These artists will always monetize because they have their their music in rotation still on YouTube and and on streaming platforms. Even if it's old, it could be from the 50s. If you got if you got music, you're a legend and you got a fan base and people know about you and you have a catalog. They're going to keep spinning your shit forever. Um but it doesn't mean that you're as relevant as you used to be just because you got a couple checks coming in here and there from your music catalog getting you paid you know and sometimes we need that boost you know you you'd be surprised how much a little how much a little can do how far a little can go especially when you're somebody and you're in position and you got a city on lock as big as Houston like Sauce Walker does but i also know that Sauce Walker has some some real street issues with YSL um, over the blood shit and all of this slime talk and all of that. I believe Sauce Walker invented slime. I don't know. A lot of people say that. I believe Noriega invented slime because you got Vado says it, but Nori, I believe Nori from Drink Champs was the original slime creator. So all I'm trying to say is I've obviously from New York to Atlanta, you understand, to Texas. People share a lot of the same lingo, and there's nothing wrong with that. We all gotta gotta influence each other because we all we all black people, you know. We we the strongest influences on earth. It's all right for us to take from each other a little bit, as long as it's out of love and we giving that love back and we making sure that those those people deserve to stay relevant because they clearly influenced you in some way. If you out there using that shit as your brand or saying that shit as as frequently as you might say it. Uh, rapper YFN Lucci stabbed in jail and asked to grant bond for release. Now here's the thing: we can't 
we can't jump out the window and crash out now. And when we, when it's time to to stand up and do that time, no matter how little or how much time it may be, we got to do that, and we got to understand the repercussions that come with crashing out. You know, and I'm not trying to talk like I'm higher and, and mightier just because I'm not incarcerated or in a situation where I'm dealing with wanting to feel like I got to escape or I got to get the fuck out of the environment that I might be in because my life is in danger. But if we're that if we're that dude, if you that nigga that you say you is on them records in the streets, the streets translates into the prison as long as you really a thorough street nigga. The only time people say prison ain't like the streets is really because of the dynamic of the economics. You know what I'm saying? Like money is different in prison. And I don't know this from personal experience, but people close to me have, have been to prison. Like my, my own flesh and blood and blood. My older brother recently have has just come home from a a pretty sizable bid. So I understand the mind state of people who have to deal with being in prison. Um but that's a situation you really got to make the best out of Especially if It's based on actions that you could have prevented um, Or if you could have had an even more mature state of mind Behind a lot of the things that you might have done That put you in that situation You know what I mean So All I'm trying to say is You know like free Lucci at the end of the day You know We not, we not championing no black man being locked up But at the same time whether you got in a, in a, whether you squabbled, you know what I mean. Whether you got, you got shot, which is getting cut. You still gotta realize that that's an environment that you put yourself in due to trying to be the top nigga in this rap shit, having that look. That's what it's really about at the end of the day. Cause if if, if it's about money, then you would think that. Um, they would just try to sell records and be successful artists But the money ain't like that with streaming you, You're getting pennies on a dollar with streaming And a lot of these artists Unless you like Russ Or or like Bandman Kevo Or like somebody who Or like what's his name Money Man People who actually care about the people and Enough to educate the people Then they're not going to tell you that That's the whole part of the mystique The smoke and mirrors in the rap game Is making things seem like they are When they really aren't you know, and it's been going on since the beginning of time. So, you know, I hope YFN Lucci gets home soon to his family and his loved ones. But we can't complain about the environments that we put ourselves in once we already in them. And we got to deal with that. And we got to also be that be as gangster as as far like if you die behind the personality that you, you know, put out there. That you have Then at least you still standing on who you are You know what I mean So if someone stab you in prison And you a gangster And you really supposed to be a gangster Then the most logical reaction Would be to stab him back Not say Not beg the, the judge to To um to send you home That's all I'm trying to say If you're going to be a warrior Stand on that And be a warrior in every situation Whether you're in the streets moving around Or whether you're in a cage with other men And you can make it A pleasant experience You know um, Well nothing's ever Pleasant in jail I'm sure But It can be less Confrontation I feel like Some people They have so much Pride That they just Won't let nobody Get away with shit When it comes to Disrespect 
you know so they always gonna find themselves scrapping over something um and you shouldn't let no one disrespect you you know i just feel it's getting worse the generations are getting more and more ignorant so that means that there's gonna be more and more confrontation in jail there's gonna be less of a population who cares about keeping to themselves and minding their business and just getting their bid over with there's gonna be more niggas in there who almost see it like camp like it's a fun camp experience and they can get into as many uh fights as they want and cut as many people as they want and just be as bad as as they fucking want in there so free lucci next topic uh the manager of the island boys poker the jew used the island boys to exploit black culture and now is trying to tear them down now that things did not go as planned for him recently featured on willie d of the ghetto boys podcast alongside uh one of the island boys frankie his ex-girlfriend montasia so one of the island boys his name is frankie and his ex-girlfriend montasia was also featured on this episode of the willie d podcast on youtube you guys can watch it right now just type in willie d island boys it'll come up and you'll see them all on a zoom call having this discussion about um the island boys you know uh montasia the girlfriend she's claiming alleged physical abuse and consistent acts of extreme domestic violence against her during this whole time that she was with frankie of the island boys you know, I, I feel funny even saying that lame ass nigga name. But at the same time, we got to report on everything. So it is what it is. Now, I'm not denying the physical abuse allegations uh, because I did see the pictures and they look crazy. But at the end of the day, this girl has a family, a brother, if not brothers. She's a black girl and black people don't play about their siblings um, in, in most. I'm not going to say all, but in most minority families, you know, uh, people protective of their siblings. So. Regardless of if Frankie was able to track her like she claimed, you know, so if, if, whether he was able to track her or not, you know, she would have at least been under the protection of her family had she, you know, let them know what's going on. And according to her, she did let them know what was going on, yet she still stayed under the same roof of the person that was abusing her. Now, she ultimately did not have to go back to him. Nor should any female in a similar domestic violence situation. So she did finally break away and, and get to do her own thing. But um, it shouldn't have taken that long. And at the end of the day, I believe people in these situations possibly relapse. You know, oftentimes it's just not talked about. And when I say relapse, I mean still actually go back to those people that was abusing them. And that's because what a lot of people don't know is sometimes... Couples abuse each other, meaning women beat the shit out of their, their men and there's men who beat the shit out of their women. It's crazy. Um, it's really crazy. There's, there's people who get off on that and, and have abusive relationships and, and uh, yeah, just live a pretty much toxic lifestyle all around and think that that shit is cute and, um, and stay together. So uh, we're going to move on to the next topic. Um, but but before we do, I do want to say that uh, Poker the Jew, um, one of the key things he said that stood out to me was he tried to compare the plight of the Holocaust and what Jews have went through to black people and black people struggling. I see a lot of white Jews, white European Jews like Poker the Jew 
doing this and at this point in time especially in 22 it don't move me it don't move me you missed me with that brother because if we were brothers and if you cared about the struggle of minorities you would have never put clowns like the island boys out to begin with you never you would have never put these rich entitled white boys in position to get more than they already have fashion over deals record deals foreign cars that cost 50 to 100,000 plus uh, real estate you're enhancing their life even though they are toxic to society and even though their image is blatantly racist to to the black culture so what were you really supporting and were you just another money hungry white European Jew who was trying to monopolize off of black culture because that's what it seems like I hit up Poker the Jew on DM on Instagram. If you listen in Poker, what's up? I hit you up to see if uh, you would be interested in an actual legitimate business venture that had nothing to do with exploiting uh, black culture in an improper way. You know, actually, as an investor behind my app, Fast, find a studio today. Everybody, go check that out. Um, www.findastudiotoday.com We're in the enrollment phase But you can learn everything there is to learn about my app By checking that website out uh, But anyway I hit up Poker the Jew The manager of the Island Boys and Because I saw the Willie D interview And I was like there's only one way To test if These European Jews are, are sincere About calling Black people who don't who they don't even identify as as Hebrews as well, which we are the true Hebrews. Um, I wanted to see if he was sincere and genuine about aligning white Jewish culture with black culture and saying that we have so many similarities because of struggle. Um, just because we might have faced persecution or 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 I apologize or or faced. Traumatic events of, of certain abuse um, Still on a drastically different scale So they gotta stop using the holocaust As camouflage To try to blend in with black people Cause that shit is not working anymore And for all the people listening I hope that you guys really feel that one I hope you, re- you guys really feel that one White people as well White Jewish people as well Cause it's all love But we gotta change our ways and move better if, we, if, if being Jewish is a spiritual faith system Then we gotta move like it And stop acting like it's just race Because now you're aligning yourself with, with a doctrine A satanic doctrine Because that's not what this is all about We gotta move right So Poker the Jew You misrepresenting for the Jewish people By even having the island boys as artists To begin with They were a joke to begin with So what exactly were you trying to accomplish? Anyways Uh <laughs> DJ Drewski put Kevin Gates on some blind dates And I think that's crazy Because Kevin Gates is supposed to be a married Committed committed man And by committed I mean committed to love Like what does love really mean nowadays And, and if love can be spread so thin And you can share it with so many people Like I believe in love But there's levels to love You can have love for somebody Or you can be in love with somebody And you know their womb is reserved for your sperm Meaning they are meant to, to breed your children And your children only You have a spiritual Umbilical cord which is a tie to that person Because it's deeper than Just sex and it's deeper than 
just a a conversation and and spitting some game and putting a bitch in your stable on some pimp shit. You know, this is about a spiritual connection that you share with a person. And so when he says he has a wife named Drika, who's beautiful, by the way, I thought she was fine as hell. And, And to be honest, I didn't even think he deserved her when I seen her fine ass in the interview that when she when he first uh, introduced her to the world, I thought Drika was fine. I'm like, damn, this fine ass girl been with him for this long and she having his kids and she clearly head over heels committed to this nigga like his love slave while he over here trying to be that nigga to every and any and every other chick. So Drewski encouraging it. And that's the thing I don't like. It's like Drewski, we have a big double-edged sword in hip hop. And one one second, you trying to um clean up the rap culture but then the other second you toxic you got this married man going on blind dates and promoting promiscuity and promoting um not respecting monogamy you understand what i'm saying like i'm all for dating i'm all for for getting your freak on doing your thing you understand what i'm saying keeping the pimp hand strong baby keeping the stable growing but at the same time, when you openly disrespecting the person who you say is you're married, so you have a wife and you on film, on camera, going on blind dates like it's like it's cute. We got us. We got to clean up ourselves, man. It's more than just taking drill music off the radio. It's how we live. Tupac said it best. It's how we live. It's how we eat. It's how we speak to each other. It's how we treat each other. You know, that was like the real meaning behind changes. And we got to internalize that. Everybody listening, I suggest y'all go check out that song by Tupac Shakur, Changes, and listen to it with different ears. Understand that it is about us growing as a culture. Uh, before we get into our next topics, we're going to jump into our song of the day from uh, Spice Everything Nice, Jamaica Queens artist, South Jamaica Queens artist uh, from New York City, heavily affiliated with 800 Foreign Side. And um, now she's doing her own thing entirely without the cosign of a foreign side, just on her own, doing her thing with her team, her management. Um, so shout out to She Spice on Instagram. You can check her out as She Spice, but uh, her actual artist name is Spice with two E's. Everything nice, you know. That's my girl right there. I fucks with a heavy, the long way, the strong way. You already know. Um, and I want to see her do some really great things, some dynamic things. I want to see what type of content she creates in the future. This is a fun joint, though. It's a fun joint. So she sent me a fun joint. I hope y'all love it. It's called Come Outside. I believe she got a feature on it. She might. Uh, yeah, featuring Devi. I believe I pronounced it right. Let me know if I didn't. But Devi. Uh, yeah, featuring Devi. Come Outside from Spice. Everything nice. Y'all check that out. Let me know what you think. You heard, you heard it first here. On TBR, Time Bomb Radio. I'm going to be right back at y'all. Boom! Move on them. Slide. Shake them. Thighs. Fatty. Keeper. Foreign. Shake it, we gon' take it there, tell them to come outside Shake it, we gon' take it there, tell them to come outside Move on them, slide, shake them, thighs Baddie, keeper, foreign, 
gon' take it there, tell him to come outside Shake it, we gon' take it there, tell him to come outside Spice, everything nice, mm. Bitches be deaf, mm. So I said shit twice, mm. Wet us, mmm, so I bust like a pipe, mmm He got me coming, I'm screaming, mmm My love when he deep in it, mmm He said his pussy is vegan, mmm But he love when we beefing, mmm Nine into no treason, mmm He like when I teach him, mmm Look Walk past, make him look She gon' get a pass if she look This one got her last nigga took Bitch ain't got no class, read the book Queens with the money, you know we official We can't fuck with you, it's not beneficial We pack him up if he come with an issue Money out the ass, now I ain't talking tissue Put a bitch on blast, take off like a missile Rolling up the gas, blow up like a fiddle Bitch, I need a bag, it ain't little, you little bitch Move on him, slide, shake them thighs Fatty, keep her, foreign, ride Shake it, we gon' take it there, tell him to come outside Take it there, tell him to come outside. Shake it, we gon' take it there, tell him to come outside. Come outside, why you hiding? Top shot, slide. I'm with the gangsta niggas promoting the violence. Summertime, the temperature rising. Plug call me, bringing them pies. Boy, on me bread, nigga ain't come outside for a week. This shit ain't surprising. I got a bitch that I met off the clubhouse. She ain't got the BNB and suck the nut out. Talk about the bread, he know that we gon' dumb out. Top on the floor, and when we see the sun out, shut. But look, if a flash get booked, then I spit the bread with the crooks. First, that was Spice Everything Nice with Come Outside featuring, hold on, it has a feature, I ain't gonna violate the feature, featuring Devi, Devi, very hard name to pronounce, only cause I don't know if it's Devaya, but I'm gonna say Devi for now. So Spice, Everything Nice, Come Outside featuring Devi, y'all check that out, it's gonna be on streaming platforms. Uh, everywhere soon If it isn't already Y'all check for that Y'all make sure you follow her On streaming platforms So you guys will at least Be notified When Spice drops that uh, Let's get into these topics though We got a few more topics to discuss uh, ESTG's Exaggerated struggle story Going from pro athlete To drug kingpin uh, And this was posted By Insider Hotspot On YouTube um, ESTG's mom died from a tumor. No, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people's parents dying who are recently getting signed. His brother was also killed in the street, apparently, allegedly, after he was already signed as well. So these, these are two deaths that happened. Um, once he was signed, rich and famous. You know, we speak on sacrifice all the time. You can see very recently in ESTG's 
recent video it is called um i have it somewhere in my files y'all bear with me all right here we go boom it is called i don't even think i have the name for it uh oh here it go it would actually no it's a documentary so you guys got to find out the name of the song elsewhere but i took a screenshot of estg in the documentary and he's seen putting a a cross on his forehead in blood you know now it's obviously like paint but it's red paint to symbolize blood and he's putting a Christian cross on his forehead and then he places himself or the director places ESTG inside of a five point Baphomet star. You know, the, the head of Baphomet, which is the five point star, places ESTG's face while he's rapping inside of the star with flames around it. And then around the star is a circle. And now the star and the circle are completely constructed out of hundred dollar bills. So <laughs> this is clearly... This is clearly a sacrifice, a blood sacrifice, visually depicted um, for money, for money and riches. You know, if, if these people don't believe in, in, in Jesus or don't believe in God, don't believe in, in Christianity, then it's like, yo, why you feel like you got to even put crosses on your head? So I want all the people who might not feel so strong in their faith or feel doubtful about their faith because of experiences they may have had with older people who could have been more responsible with how they delivered knowledge or delivered uh the the mind state that you're supposed to have as a believer you know what i'm saying it's easy to to be turned off from christianity or whatever spiritual faith system it is um if it's if it's not properly represented by the right people and and if um they're not even in the the house of god you know because that house of god you know your heart it's about your heart and your spirit that resides there first before you can build any building and call it a church and start profiting and being a a pastor for profit because that's what we have a lot of pastors for profit so shout out to spice everything nice because we we talked about that we we dove into that topic a little bit as far as like people being misled um by religion but also people being misled by people who are irresponsible with how they handle religion and and um and standing behind religion without being able to explain their foundation behind why they even stand on on religion you know what i mean or stand on on being spiritual and following a specific spiritual uh, faith system you know what i mean so it's like telling a nigga to get money but you're not showing them how you, you understand what i'm saying so we, we we made a lot of great points it was a great discussion um i hope i was able to shed some light on things that uh that that not just spice but other listeners might have been numb to or have become numb to in the world because we we get misled and you know um i hope it was a reminder for spice and for other people listening that there are you know hebrew brothers out here who actually care about our salvation you know i mean care about making sure that we have a a connection with a higher power and we're not just so lost trying to chase this money all the time trying to chase this rap career so much that we we lose uh we lose touch of what really matters which is the the source that we come from you know again i said it earlier in this in today's episode there's nothing wrong with being empowered and feeling like you're a, a part of god or a piece of god and a godly being 
but we just aren't gods. And, and I believe that we have to remove our ego from, from things. And once we're able to do that, we'll accomplish all that needs to be accomplished in God's divine timing. And we will just live an overall better quality of life for us and the people immediately around us. Um, so I think that ESTG's little documentary about him supposedly uh, going from being a, a almost pro athlete, he almost went pro as a football player, to being a drug kingpin. Uh, he might have trapped, dippled, and dabbled, did all of that. But these YouTubers, y'all got to stop making these dramatic titles to these videos, making these rappers seem like they more street niggas than they actually are. I think that's 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 really gassing up the situation and producing more rappers like them who feel like they gotta go above and beyond with the nut shit and just do some crazy out of the box shit, jump out the window for views. You know what I mean? There's a rapper from Vallejo County, California, who recently dropped an album cover with his dead ops coffin with the op in the coffin on the for the album cover. And he's writing a letter to the mother of the dead rapper on the cover of the album saying, Dear so-and-so, they should have never played with us and blah, blah, blah. And now we some dead-ass niggas or, or sincerely a dead nigga. Like, it's just like there's no soul. There's no humanism anymore. And I had an important conversation with somebody who I care about who's going through a, a life-changing situation. And... You know, she felt really uh, determined to just remove the humanism, the humanity that she has in her heart, you know, from from herself and completely just change how she views the world and views people. And and I told her, I'm like, yo, you, do you think that's what that person would have wanted for you to do to completely shut down and just not be a human anymore? We got to realize it gets hard in life, but we can't. We can't like continue to project this image that we can just do whatever we want. Like we're on God's time and we can't forget that. It can be as over as quickly as it started. You know? So let's start being more conscious to the fact, man. Julia Fox Kanye update. Kanye reunites. I apologize. Uh Julia Fox, Kanye's ex, like last month, reunites with her ex-husband, pilot Peter. Artemiev, he looked Russian, like some type of Russian pilot, to celebrate their son's first birthday. So this is crazy. I thought that this young 32-year-old chick born in 1990 that Kanye was dating uh, as a rebound for Kim, I thought that she was just young, trying to be an aspiring actress, model. I didn't know she had a baby that was less than a year old. Their baby's like... A baby just turned one. It's a brand new baby. Mothers should be focused on taking care of their children at that point. Staying home. Being the mother. You had no business being out fucking with Kanye. Of all people. Like, be a mother. Stay home. Take care of your child. Why are you focused on dating celebrities and being a socialite? And if you hear her voice, she, she sound like an airhead. Her voice more annoying than Kim Kardashian's voice, actually. And y'all know what voice I'm talking about. That, that valley girl, uh, airhead materialistic material girl california bratty i grew up with a silver spoon in my motherfucking mouth voice you y'all know what i'm talking about uh so it's like damn kanye you you've seen how kim knows that you suffer from mental health issues and still went to go date this 
ugly ass white boy Pete Davidson behind not behind your back in front of the world you know what I'm saying um you know she abandoned you technically um and you were publicly trying to get her back in so many different ways ways that were embarrassing both to you and to Kim but at the same time you know um a cry for help is a cry for help and and Kanye was clearly um crying out for help so that he could get Kim's attention only for her to continue to disregard him say that he was being embarrassing and continue to fuck this nigga Pete Davidson which is crazy to me because she got not she wasn't just dating Kanye with Mary they don't got this one kid they don't got this two kid they got like three kids together you know what I mean people were even starting to think like oh shit maybe Kim is a real person maybe she really actually genuinely loves Kanye and really wants to have a family dynamic that she where she don't care about just social media and and uh, socialism and socialite and being on TV all the time until we see Northwest Kanye and Kim's oldest daughter I believe doing TikToks and that's crazy because it's like the kid is still young like the, the kid is barely like like five years old not even like 10 maybe I'm lying maybe I don't know I don't know the exact age of the kid but it's like that's a that's a young kid that's a kid that shouldn't be on social media yet being exposed to that many millions of people unless they have some type of god-given talent or gift that's worth exploiting to the world so they can be in awe just like the parents are in awe of that child's natural god-given ability if it's not about like that kid being able to if that kid's not a dancing phenomenon a singing rapping phenomenon if that kid isn't painting vincent van gogh level portraits and things like that and doing outstanding things then (laughs) there's no reason to put that child all over social media there's no reason it don't make sense let a kid be a kid and let a kid grow up naturally they they famous by default just by the fact that their parents are who they are so i think it's kind of crazy that um that kim put kanye in a position to just be on this whole speed dating run because now that's what kanye is doing at this point he's speed dating and he's speed dating the same type of chick each and every time like these these european featured model chicks now it's rumored that his new new girlfriend after julia fox apparently has like west african and all type of nigerian and african in her which is dope because she's actually real fine she's beautiful um so if she's mixed with black that's what's up you know kanye needs a cultured woman in his life because it's like no matter how bad a bitch is like a female could be extremely bad and excuse my french for saying bitch but i'm just i'm just speaking that's the hood in me that came out but no matter how fine a female is it's like we got to understand there has to be a level of relatability if that woman can't relate with you or understand the, the plight the struggle uh uh being under the microscope of oppression that that minorities specifically black people have to deal with then that relationship can only last so long whether you whether you um have a family or or or, or bring life into the world with that person or not People do uh, grow apart, and these are these are legitimate reasons why people grow apart that I just named. As far as uh, cultural differences, or just actually not even cultural differences, but unrelatability. And it's not to say that biracial or or mixed relationships can't work out. Like I don't believe in I believe in dating black people for sure, but also I'm not like bound by it. I'm not chained to it. If I'm if I love somebody, I'm in love with that person, and they can they bringing me. 
appreciation and the respect that I'm just not getting from anybody, regardless of color, I'm gonna be with that person. But that person has to understand, like truly understand, the dynamic of what we gotta go through as black people. And if that respect and that understanding isn't there, if that compassion isn't there, it could never work. It could never work. It's not even possible. You know what I'm saying? So all of the black women out there who got sugar daddies and they trick, they letting white men trick off on them and all of that, like, and even letting it grow into a relationship. Unless that, unless that trick or that person you with, and it don't always got to be a trick. It could be a regular white dude or whatever, um, and vice versa for black dudes that's with white girls. Just understand. Make sure that that person really has your best interest, understands your struggle, and knows your history and their history as well. They got to be honest. It has to be an honest, transparent uh, relationship. They got to know the fucked up shit that they did to your people. And you got to know as well. And y'all got to know that you can move past it as long as you understand and respect it. Respect the history. And, and no no toes get stepped on and no what nobody's ever violated within that relationship. Then it can grow into something beautiful. But if not... That white woman's always gonna seek a white a white man to comfort her, the same way how Kim is now dating this this white dude Pete Davidson, who's way younger than her. He's actually he's like he's like 15 years younger than her. And Kanye is doing the same thing, you know. He dating this this uh, white girl that was way younger, but now he got a mixed girl. So that's one step in the right direction. He got a he got a mixed girl now. So. Let's hope it works out, you know. The mixed girl way younger than him, though. She's like 24. She's even younger than Julia Fox, who was 32. So let's pray for Kanye that this woman has his best interest, no matter how young she may be. Let's hope that uh, things work out and that he don't got to be speed dating forever. Because that's, what, that's one of the downfalls of hip-hop. It makes men want to chase, chase, chase. And women, too, want to chase, chase, chase. And we just get caught up in a... A cycle of toxicness and, and sex and being used and chasing sex and chasing love. and So let's hope for the best for that man. And, you know, y'all send them cash apps in. Y'all know I'm watching who really support and who don't. So, shit, I see a lot of people capping, uh, saying they support the show. But like I said, if you feeling the show, if it's three dollars, five dollars, ten dollars. $1,000, that would be my best cash app. I'm not going to lie if it was $1,000. But if you dig the content, if you found it insightful or find it insightful, if, you, if you're subscribed and you're checking in, I see a lot of people say, how can I support? How can I help you? Send me a motherfucking cash app. <laughs> Send me a cash app, man. Goddamn. And, and, and then the channel can grow. Because if I'm able to sustain, the, the more I'm able to sustain myself, the more comfortable I am in my life to be able to provide you guys content it's about mood you have to be in the mood to do this type of shit that i do for you guys you know and that's for any real content creator we got we got a few on youtube right now we got trap house kitchen you guys check him out he's dope you got uh the truth is he's dope you got uh bmg upper class i call him the voice of the voice of the town as far as like brooklyn goes he's my favorite brooklyn uh, blogger right now on youtube um there's a few I'm probably missing. You got Dwayne McLean shouted him out on the last joint we did. Uh, funny dude too. Like some of these people actually have really dope personalities. I see Dwayne McLean having a really solid comedy career if he really decides to take that seriously because that's a funny dude. Dude is actually genuinely funny. I enjoy his content and he unravels and reveals 
you know, pretty much the same type of things that I reveal for you guys and really decodes uh, the mysteries of what a lot of people want to know the answers to in regards to like secret societies and, and the alliances and that these artists and Hollywood entertainers have to these societies and the packs that they make. So we discuss all that here. You guys know that. Um, so, yeah, anyway, back to Kanye. So Julia, Julia Fox. She's a, a new mother, brand new mother. Like, let's focus on getting back to being humans. Like, let's stop chasing the shine so much. You know, this Hollywood thing. Let's stop chasing it so much, man. You know? Um, but, hey, that's just my take on it. You guys leave your thoughts in the comment section. I appreciate everybody checking in. We lit up like a Christmas tree as far as, like, our coverage of the United States and the, and the ground that we're covering with this podcast. It is phenomenal. So let's make this number one. Um, I could talk about it till I'm blue and purple in the face, but it's only going to happen if we continue that same momentum. I feel so good seeing Idaho and Iowa and all these states and, and Ohio and, and Texas and California, Atlanta, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, all these places, Virginia, places that some some places I haven't even been to um, that are tapped in that are really enjoying the content and really religiously following now like we creating a, a cult following behind this and that's dope because our cult is for God at the end of the day we talk about a lot of funny shit we talk about a lot of serious shit we talk a lot about a not not really gossipy but we 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 gossip a little bit you know we spill a little bit of tea you know in the name of the Lord Amen and so I think it's uh really dope to see this channel. Not this channel. It's saying this ain't YouTube. Fuck. <laughs> to see this podcast. Um, I'm so used to saying channel. I'm so used to the typical platforms that we're confined to. And I'm glad I, I started this podcast and it's available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, so many different platforms. I'm glad I didn't confine myself to the same platforms of content creation that, that everybody's using and big up to to you guys if you guys have successful platforms on youtube and uh your channel is growing big up to you i think that's that's great so round of applause hats off to you but that's just not to say it's not for me i might get back to my youtube days later but right now i'm more focused on um using a more profound approach you know uh creating content like this and simultaneously blasting it to so many different platforms at one time like spotify and all these places where you can get time bomb radio so i'm very happy for myself i pat myself on the back you guys pat yourself on the back for helping me to grow this community the way that we've been growing it let's keep on doing what we got to do until we're up there in the rankings we're number three in morocco but i want to see some u.s rankings i want to see other global rankings see where we're ranking see how we're doing um but even being number three in morocco we would not have been able to accomplish that without the love and support of everybody who supports the podcast and make sure that they're tuned in um we're going to close out by saying, once again, y'all go check out Kanye's documentary, Genius. That was directed by Kanye's longtime friend, Cootie and Chike. And I want you guys to also check out 24. That is a project that I did um, recorded in less than 24 hours. That's why I called it 24. And it was inspired by watching Netflix special, the Netflix special Genius, the Kanye documentary, uh, just watching his work ethic. 
I wanted to surpass it. And I was like, damn, all right, if he can do this in this time frame, let me see if I could put up together a whole EP in 24 in less than 24 hours and um and call it 24. I should have called it eight because it took me like eight hours, but I freestyled the whole thing. It came from God, and I mean that. It, all the words, I freestyled them. So I didn't write nothing down. Um, this was a the most organic project I've created so far, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. And again, it was inspired by both the Kanye documentary, but most importantly, God. Um, so... Yeah, I think that that project will grow. It's already over 12,000 views on Instagram. Uh, the clip that I put up, the little snippet for 24. If you guys want to hear the 24 project, DM me. DM me. And I'll discuss that with you guys as far as like prices and things like that. It's very affordable. So show your support. Be real. If you guys like how I talk, you're going to like the music even more. And you're going to grow from it, you know, because I'm growing each time I make dope music, I grow. So I hope my listeners grow, too. Um, yeah, nothing more to be said. Love y'all. Peace. Appreciate the support. And y'all hit the cash app. Dollar sign King Jewel TV. I'm going to catch y'all on the next episode. Boom! Boom!